0: to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking With One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Hello, Payne. Hello
1: welcome to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne, back with you again for another episode of Speaking With One Voice, your leadership podcast, and we are excited to be with you today. I want to thank you so much for the love you show the podcast. You're still Liking, sharing, rating, and subscribing, and we appreciate the opportunity to add value to you each and every week. I also want to remind you, our new book is available right now. You can pick up your copy uh, by going to my website, RodneyRPayne.com. You can connect with us via social media. The new book is called Critical Decisions Made Easy. It's a way for you to develop a consistent way to make effective decisions that you can have confidence in, knowing that you are making decisions that are going to work out best for you. This is a personal model that gives you the tools you need to build your process. Get your copy today, Critical Decisions Made Easy, by going to RodneyRPain.com. Only $15, and we'll get it shipped out immediately to you uh, today. Thank you so much. I want to just hop into today's topic. I want to talk about leadership identity. Leadership identity. One of the things that uh, I often find in in leadership is is we we have what I what I like to call leadership envy. Uh, leaders look at other leaders, and in looking at other leaders, they envy the skill set, they envy the results, they envy the processes, they envy uh, what they see. And so uh, I I see that leadership envy a lot of times. And the reason that we have leadership envy is because we may not have explored our true leadership identity. We may not have. Uh, gotten to a place where we understand who we are as a leader. Now, it's not uh, its not necessarily intuitive. Remember that. As a leader, you uh, know yourself very well. However, your leadership identity sometimes is underdeveloped or not yet made aware to you, so you are trying to find yourself as a leader. There may be things that happen all the time, but you really can't explain why they happen or or what's the reason behind it. So I want to give you a few things today to help you with your leadership identity. Who are you as a leader? What is your leadership ID? Uh, your leadership ID is made up of several factors, but today I just want to highlight about three of them. And so we'll go through these, and hopefully, as we're going through this process, I'd like for you to specifically identify yourself as a leader and even take time and challenge yourself to write out, Who am I as a leader? and then fill that in. Um, the first thing I want to jump into is what I call uh, your leadership wiring. Your wiring. Uh, what is your wiring? Your wiring is going to be basically how you. Uh, are wired, how you behave, how you process information, how you process data. And so oftentimes we will take assessments that help us to understand our behavioral uh, traits, how we process information, what we like. So you're wiring it, you know, you might use the, the DISC model. We, we use DISC here, and if you're interested in getting a DISC assessment, by all means, reach out to us, and we'd be happy to help you with that. But a DISC assessment is going to tell you, am I uh, one who is a dominant personality? Do I have more of an influence, uh, influencing personality, or am I more steady in my personality, or am I more compliant? Uh, so when you know how you're wired, uh, it helps you to identify how and where you're going to function best. It it shows you what environments you're going to thrive in simply by knowing your wiring. I've learned through the years, uh, there are many things that I understood about myself, or better yet, I was aware of about myself, but I didn't understand how to function in that process. See, when I understand my wiring, I can then put myself in the best positions to succeed. Uh, not, not only do I understand myself, but when I understand my wiring, it helps me to be a better communicator with those I am intending to communicate with. I learn something called my blind spots. I learn how I say things, how I speak, how I respond, what things I internalize when people speak. And all of that is typically uh, can be identified in understanding your wiring? Are you one who is, you just simply don't, do details, you you are more spontaneous in your thinking, Uh, you like to go out and develop relationships, but paperwork drives you crazy. Well, when you understand that about yourself, you'll learn that there are times that you're going to have to add someone to you or add some disciplines in place to protect you in those types of situations, because what you're doing is you're doing what you like, you develop the relationship, but then you don't follow through to get the sale, or you get the sale, get it closed, but then you don't get your reporting done so now you're on some type of a performance improvement plan uh, in your business development uh, job so you have to know how you're wired what situations are going to work best for you what tools are are required for you to be the best version of yourself. When you understand your behavior or your wiring, now you begin to have a roadmap of how you best function, what lane you should be in, and where you're going to find your most productivity, your most efficiency, And your most fulfillment. There are some things. Have you ever been doing something and just found yourself drained simply by the activity? That may be something that someone else loves, but for you, it just doesn't work. Uh, So you have to understand your wiring, and that's going to help you uh, really put your life into perspective and really to, to learn your leadership ID. That's so important for you to understand your leadership ID. You can never articulate it to someone else nor communicate it well to others if you don't understand it yourself. So we want to really focus on our wiring and A behavioral assessment tool is a good place to get started. Uh, What it will do is it will highlight some of the things that you know about yourself. It will show you some things that you don't know about yourself, but most of all, it will help you to mitigate and navigate life with these particular situations. It will help you to really work on your strengths and know what they are and know what you have to overcome as it relates to weaknesses or opportunities to grow. So make sure that you invest in the process of getting to know your wiring John Maxwell says you in order to grow yourself you have to know yourself that's right not only do you need to really understand your wiring to really get an idea of your leadership ID but but secondly a key contributor a key factor to your le- leadership ID would be your attitude that's right your attitude now now when i say attitude I want to kind of break that down and explain that. But one thing I've often heard said is that your attitude determines your altitude. And so most times when your attitude, do you have a winning attitude? Do you have an angry attitude? Do you have a competitive attitude? There are so many different attitude uh, uh, attributes that show up, and and, and we kind of look at. But let's look at attitude uh, in this way, because I believe your attitude is more than your disposition. It's 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 more than just your disposition. Your attitude is literally wrapped up in how you process your thoughts. How you process thoughts really is your attitude. Let's see if we can dig a little deeper into this process because it's not just about being an angry person or not just about being a happy person, not just about being optimistic or not just about being pessimistic, but it's about really getting your thoughts together, how you process your thoughts. And so what I'm asking is, uh, what do you think? When you think what you're doing is you're truly determining or setting the course of what we call your mindset mindset. Uh, what I think. And so what you think it matters, it has a great deal to do with your overall attitude, because Your thoughts are going to lead you to feel some kind of way, which becomes the emotional component of attitudes, and then your emotions are going to lead you to do something, and that becomes your actions. So your attitude is really the sum total of your thoughts, which leads to feelings, which lead to actions, which become your attitude. Let me see if I might be able to give you an an example here of what I'm saying For instance, if you think that your boss is showing favoritism to a fellow coworker as it relates to a a possible promotion, if you think that that there's favoritism or nepotism, it makes you feel some kind of way. You have a responsive emotion that you feel. Uh, because of what you think. And because you think that there's nepotism, perhaps you then won't give your best because of how you feel. You feel like you're not being treated fairly, which leads you to reduce your productivity or to do less work. So now you become one who is an emotional employee or a team member who does not produce on that level. As leaders, it's important that we are protective of our thought process and intentional in our thought process. Your thought process internally will lead you to an emotional place of feelings that will lead you to an action. Think about uh, when you look at, they call him the GOAT, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's attitude is that he, he thinks he's the best. He thinks he wants to be the best. He thinks that he never wants to lose. He thinks that he has to give it his all. So that makes him feel like a winner. and makes him feel good about himself. That gives him the esteem that he needs within himself to go and do. That's right. Now, his workout regimen, his health, his diet are all a reaction of his thought life, which led him to feel some kind of way, which then produce an action. Well, what happens is those actions or those disciplines take him to the next level. And now he thinks he's the best based on the work that he's put in, based on the result he's gotten. So he feels the euphoria of going back and getting yet another Super Bowl trophy. That's really what it's all about, getting that Lombardi trophy for him. And so uh, obviously he's recently retired, but his his thinking, his attitude is what we call a winning attitude. So when you think about someone You can identify your leadership uh, identity simply by what is your attitude. I am a guy that believes that we can win no matter what. Let me tell you, we're not going to lose. Losing is not an option where there is a will, there's a way. I'm willing, so there's a way. Let's go. So I think that we can devise a strategy so I feel encouraged because we're not going to lose, so I act, I keep working because of that process. So if you can tell that I have to know how I'm wired to put myself in the best position because some things are frustrating for, for me. Some things are demotivating for me. Other things motivate me. Other things inspire me. So I want to put myself in the right position according to how I'm wired. Then I want to develop the right kind of attitude. I get to determine what I think. Let me say that again. You as a leader, you get to determine what you think, what you think, think will determine everything else about your life you have to think a certain thing whenever someone is put in situations where they are to be controlled or to be dominated what the first thing they're trying to do is it, the person trying to put them in that situation is to gain control of their mind when you when you focus on your mental capacity your development your your education, All of these things produce a winning attitude. If you think about it, those who are great at what they do, they are willing to commit to processes. They work at it. They do this. And it's not that they walk around with arrogance at all. It's just that the love that they have for this thing causes them to think correctly about it, feel correctly about it, and then do it at optimal levels. So I want you to really focus on your attitude. They're your thoughts. It's your mindset. They're your emotions. You get to feel how you decide to feel, and then you produce according to that. You do what you think you can do. If you think you can't do it, you'll never try. If you think you can do it, and you think you can do it better, you will feel good about working harder to get there, which brings me to my last thought, as we look for that leadership identity, your leadership ID. Uh, remember, I told you the three things I want to work on today. One is your wiring. We've talked about how you are naturally uh, bent, if you will. We, we've talked about your attitude, how you think, how you feel, how you uh, act, and then lastly, I want to talk about your discipline. If you want to see a a leader and you want to know who you are as a leader you have to just simply inspect your discipline inspect your discipline now i know that 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 we talked about attitude your attitude leads to your discipline so what 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 is discipline a uh, discipline is it is the demonstration of your determination to adhere to specific behaviors uh, and and disciplines. So in other words, discipline is when you are willing to do whatever you have to do to stay on a particular course of disciplines or or, or thoughts or actions or behaviors uh, because that's what you have been taught. See, disciplines are developed through what you are taught. Now, what you are taught is not reduced to academics only, but it could be in the modeling uh, of a mentor. You could be taught through situations. You could be taught through experience, but you develop your disciplines based on your curriculum. Your life curriculum will determine your disciplines. Uh, One of the things that I fight with and I'm sure someone can identify with is I fight with my discipline to to be healthy. I want to live a healthy life. So I wake up early, I eat right, most of the time uh, I exercise pretty regularly, but these are all disciplines that I've put in place because my health is very important to me. And so when you look at, at this development, you have to also understand that that through my mentors and through those who have helped to shape the way I think, I, I have adopted their processes through uh, disciplines. Um, so, in other words, I've allowed my teachers to have influence. Um, you know, I am excited, honored, and honestly proud to be a member of, of Maxwell leadership. Uh, and, and, and part of that is being mentored by John. And we are simply uh, people of value who add value to people and value others. That that's what we do. And I'm I'm proud to have that mindset. So my discipline is that in whatever I do, I have to value others. I have to value others. And and so when I that's part of my leadership identity. I am always going to be found helping someone. This is my daily, weekly, monthly, annual life. Wherever I go, whatever I do at some point in the week, if not in the day, I'm going to help somebody. Well, I developed that discipline through proper mindset development of a of a, of a, a skill set, a, a, a trait that I was taught. And so as a result of that, I now have this discipline. So discipline itself is most effective when what you've learned becomes a habit. It becomes second nature. It becomes natural. So how discipline ultimately shows up is that it goes from a a a pursuit of something to the acquisition thereof. And then you allow yourself simply by habit you do it. it I, I don't uh think about holding doors open. It's a habit. I hold doors open open for the next person. Uh, I speak to people. It's a discipline. I, it's a habit. I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And, and yes, I'm one of those people who does that. I don't have to know you to bid you good day. And so I, that's just part of who I am. I also have developed the discipline of treating people fairly. I'm using these examples to help you. I, I just do people the right way. Treat people the way you want to be treated. One of the challenges is that many people in their leadership envy, as I spoke of early earlier, will begin to misappropriate and steal material and, and really plagiarize things and do things. Those are integrity issues. You have to develop the discipline that you're going to just be fair in how you do business. You're not going to take advantage of anybody. You don't have to do that in order to gain the client or gain the sale because you've developed some disciplines and you want your leadership identity to be who you really are. Here's one last thing, and I'm going to wrap this up for today. We are often challenged by leadership blunders that alter our leadership ID. In other words, we did something that we would rather not do, but we did it. We'll call it out of character. It was a one-time thing. We've spent years developing a brand, and this one incident can rebrand us, so to speak. You can lose your leadership ID by one action, but it takes time and development to to establish your leadership ID. So, I want to encourage you uh, as you're on this leadership ID journey, I want you to identify yourself well, but then I want you to protect the identity you build and be disciplined and stay true to the ID you've established. How do you do that? Work on your wiring. Know what it is. Understand it. Maximize it. Work on your attitude. Improve it. Control it. Desire to feel a certain way and act a certain way and be determined to do so. And then your disciplines will show up in every day, every area of your life as you develop habits that are consistent with your leadership ID. Listen, you've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. I want to remind you, please go to our website, RodneyRPayne.com and pick up your copy of Critical Decisions Made Easy today. Listen, until next time, I can't wait to talk to you again. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Let's keep growing together.
0: together. To speaking with one voice, please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.